Be Coastal at the Boatyard Restaurant, located at 1515 Southeast 17th Street Causeway in Fort Lauderdale. Here, you'll feel part of the yachting tradition of South Florida as you experience the Boatyard's hooked-table, seafood-eccentric menu with fresh catches listed by name of the fisherman who caught them. The Boatyard's open kitchen is also known for premium grilled cuts of meat and a menu that's sourced from local ingredients. Sit inside in modern nautical-themed rooms or dockside and watch the boats cruise by as you enjoy lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch. Monday through Friday, the locals know that the Boatyard's happy hour is the best place to gather for bar bites and handcrafted cocktails at great prices. And don't miss out on Ladies' Night every Thursday. Call ahead to book your reservation today at 954-525-7400. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. Everybody, Captain Jeff, welcome to The Real Guy Podcast. I got Stephen Busaka in the house tonight. Stephen, thanks for being in the Lunker Dog Studios. Thank you for inviting me as always, man. How you doing tonight? Freaking great. Freaking great. I just unloaded the FJ Cruiser. Guy came by, gave me some cash. I freaking struggled a little bit trying to read everything that was on the title and everything. But I think I got it filled out right. And um, I got a freaking whole pocket full of cash right now. And you got a whole empty driveway right now. There's like so much, like it, like the house looks bigger. You know what I mean? Well, it is bigger now. It's <laughs> friggin', you know, you just gain that much more driveway space. I never thought in a million years that down here in Fort Lauderdale that like parking spaces would be such a high demand item. Dude, I, I, I never told you this, but like, like I don't get anxiety very easily. Yeah, right. But I get ang- no, no, I get anxiety whenever I park my truck at your house because you know how OCD I'm about my truck. And whenever I come to your house, my truck is usually, like, sticking out, like, a little bit into the road because there's, like, usually, like, so many cars here. Right. So every time I come over, like, I swear, like, every 15 minutes, I'm always tempted to go check the back of my truck just to make sure it's not dinged. Dude, well, that's just your makeup. I mean, like, you worry about if you got dirt in your truck, if there's a speck on it or whatever. But downtown here, I mean, there are a lot of drunks running around here, and they will smack your car if you do leave it out in the freaking street like that. So that's probably pretty good thinking. Yeah, man. What's the deal? You shaved? You know, I, I decided to change it up a little bit. What do you it, think? Oh, I think you used to look kind of like Jesus. Now I think you look kind of like, I don't know, Tom Baby Brady. Jesus? <laughs> I don't know. Every once in a while, so I, I like to do this thing where I'll let my beard get to a certain length, and then I, you know, like, like I go to bed at night, and, like, it starts to kind of, like, when it scrapes against the pillow and everything like that, it kind of irritates a little bit. So every once in a while, I kind of just like to shave it off. I don't know. It's like... The, the only issue I have when I shave it off is, like, because I feel like having a beard is one of those things that, you know, is supposed to be, like, a manly thing. Macho. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> it's kind of a bittersweet thing when I shave my beard because I feel like I'm kind of, like, taking away some of my masculinity. Really? You know? And, uh, and speaking of masculinity and manly things, actually, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually in the middle of booking a hunt right now. What do you mean a hunt? Hog hunt. Are you going to go out and shoot something? Yeah, man. That was, uh, I don't know if I told you this, but uh, my roots are actually in hog hunting. What do you mean, your roots? That's what I started out doing. I did that for with my dad for about 12, 13 years growing up. What, just you and your dad would go out in the Everglades and kill a hog? We didn't go out in the glades. We used to actually go up by, um, it was a little town called Palmdale. 
I know where Palmdale is. Yeah, it's like population 10. Right. It's like this little rinky-dink town. And um, we had a hunting camp up there. And uh, it was in a place, uh, it was it was called uh, Fish Eaton Creek huh. is where we used to go. So you went hunting on Fish Eaton Creek. We went hunting on Fish Eaton Creek. Right. Isn't that kind of ironic? Yeah, it's just, you know. <laughs> you know, and it's, and I got to tell you, dude, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't hog hunted in years. The last time I shot a hog was actually in, um, 10 years ago. Actually, it was 2010. You haven't shot a hog in a decade? I have not shot a hog in a decade. You say, you said, ho- you said, uh, you had a hunting camp out there. Yeah. What the hell does that even mean, a hunting camp? Is that like, is like other people out there camping with you? Yeah, we actually had about nine other people in our camp. I've never been to a hunting camp. Never? Well, I was going to say, did you, so did you ever do any hunting yourself growing up? Because I know you had your, your folks up in southeast Georgia. That's the only hunting I've ever done. What'd you hunt for? Duck, quail, deer, and dove. I went deer hunting once. Right. I got one. Um, I didn't like the taste of venison. So I never had really much of a desire to hunt for deer again. I don't know. There was something about wild hogs that just really fascinated me. I, I've eaten deer before. I thought it was good. I've had it so many different ways. I've had I've my dad made it in a chili. We had venison burgers. Um, just kind of grilled it, you know, put it on the grill with some Everglades seasoning. What the, um, what's the correlation between you hunting people and sausage? Like, every time I talk to somebody about what they've been killing or whatever, like, usually very soon after, they want to tell me about the sausage that they made. Well, I mean, first of all, you know, me and, you know, being Italian and everything, you know, sausage is a big part of my life. Oh, Jesus, I wanted the redneck side of the sausage. No, 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 we're getting there. We're getting there. This is like the Italian redneck side of the sausage. Dude, let me tell you something. When you kill something like a wild hog, for example. Right. They can hear you when you whack the table. I know. Sorry about that. I'm, I feel like Rufus. Remember when he kept whacking his, his ankle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, dude, it's like, in my opinion, you can't get no better than wild hog sausage. I think that the taste of wild hog is a thousand times better than domesticated pig. That's my opinion. But since we said it on this show, it might as well be a fact with everything, with everything else that we say. Well, I mean... It's a fact if you're only if you're saying it, considering that's what you believe and it's your taste buds. So therefore, it would be fact. Have you ever tried wild hog? I don't think so, dude. If I get one, I'm bringing you back some. Now we did go years ago when I had the bar down here on the beach. Yeah, we would do uh, we cook a whole hog. Was it domestic or wild? Well, this is what I was going to ask you. So the, the, when we first started doing it, there was this dude that used to hang out at the bar. Um, we nicknamed him Hawaiian Joe. Obviously, I don't even think he was from Hawaii, <laughs> but he looked like you know Hawaiian, like po- Polynesian. Polynesian or whatever. So we nicknamed him Hawaiian Joe, and Hawaiian Joe um, would talk about having these hog, whole hog get together barbecue type things, and um, he says, "Oh, we should do one down here at your bar." So I said, "Dude, I says, where the heck, uh, where do we even get a hog?" And he's like, "We got to go out to Davy." to one of these farms and get one. So that's a domestic pig then. Well, hold on a second. Domestic might be, like, it wasn't, it came from a farm in Davie. But when you picked the hog up, it was live. What? You you bought a live pig. And you'd kill it yourself. Then we killed it, and then he fucking would, he put it in scalding water, and the hair fell off of it. And then we butchered it to the way he wanted it. 
and then um, then we cooked it. But originally, he wanted to dig a big hole and cook it in a hole. Yeah, that's traditional Hawaiian style. But there was these dudes behind me, a bunch of Brazilians. They had a Brazilian restaurant back there, and they had this huge oven. So we ended up, we cooked the hog in their oven. How long? Fucking shit went on for like a day or so. Oh, you cooked it whole too, right? Yeah, whole hog. And then we brought the whole hog, put the apple in its mouth and everything, <laughs> and bring it right in the bar. <laughs> and then we brought it in the bar, and it'd be sitting there, and, you know, it looked like a whole hog, you know, just like on TV with the apple in its mouth, you know, something from the yeah. movie. And at first, nobody would eat it. Like, they're, like, looking at it. And, you know, it was like looking back at them. And then nobody really ate it. And then finally, you know, like somebody took a little piece off. And then another piece. And the next thing you know, there'd be a hundred people in there, like, lined up, ready. Like swarming the hog. Yeah, because they tasted a little bit. And they'd be like, oh, this shit is so good. And then they just couldn't help it. Then they'd get a whole plate of hog. And then we'd serve, like, you know, um, corn on the cob with it and whatever, you know. But it was in a bar setting. So fuckers were walking around with full plates of hog and eating the, <laughs> eat, eating the piss out of it. Let me tell you, though, the best. But I mean, is, that a, is that a domestic hog when you have to kill it yourself or whatever? Because I was thinking like a domestic hog would be like, I don't know, it'd be white. Or pink. Or pink or whatever, you know. And What color was it? It was all different colors. A little brown, had some patches on it and shit. No, if it came from a farm, that was a domestic one. That's You call it domestic hog? I consider that domestic hog. Um, now I've seen a lot. I see over the years. I you know I saw a lot of hogs, you know that were I see red ones. Those were always really cool to see. When I'd see the red ones, I'd see obviously the black ones were the most prominent that we'd see. You know I saw one one time that was a light brown, and he had white and black spots on him. That's feral hog. That's feral. Yeah, no, that's still white. Well, let me tell you. So people don't realize this about hog hunting. There's different, there's different kinds. So you've got your regular boar hog, you know, the male hog. And then you've got your sow, which is the female hog. And then you've got what, also what they call a bar hog. You ever heard that term? <laughs> I never a heard bar of bar hog. I would just would have figured a bar hog would have been like the... The one that you cooked at the bar, right? Right. <laughs> you mean a bar hog. <laughs> so I'm interested, actually, because I know a lot of the people in our network are really into hunting. I'm interested to know if anybody listening actually has ever heard the term bar hog so a bar hog so there's this thing what they would do i never witnessed it but i had friends that witnessed it where they set up these big cages out in the woods right and they put like some chum corn in there to draw them in Uh and the hogs they all go into cage and the door shut right they're all stuck in there and what they do they grab the hogs the male hog the big boar hogs and they've got their you know their junk Nutsack. They're, all right. I wasn't sure if I could say or that. Or from the, the Italians, the gagnonis. Yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> they had a big sack of gagnonis. That's right. Okay. And they cut them off. Yeah. The whole purpose behind that is that it actually helps those big boar hogs to get bigger. Because instead of... It goes all to their muscle instead of their reproductive. So they actually get bigger. They refer to those as bar hogs. And I've seen a lot of those around. Now, the other thing that we used to see out there, and th- my dad shot one of these, uh, what they refer to as the Russian Razorbacks. You ever heard of that? I've heard of Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> this, this is very different. The Russian Razorback, these are like the true, 
like pure blood, purebred wild hogs that were first brought over from Europe. And they have a very distinct look to them. Their backsides are very narrow. Right. And then as you get more towards their front, they start to widen out. And on, they call them razorbacks because they got this hair. Almost like a, it almost looked like a big mohawk on their, on their back that's real long. Right. And they got tusks real long. Now, those are the aggressive ones. What, they'll bite you? They'll bite you. They'll attack you. Those are the ones that you really have to watch out for. So what were you doing? Shooting these things with a rifle? A bow? You have dogs? You know, I heard about guys with dogs who were chasing down and then kill them with a knife. With a knife. No, we never did. We actually did, um, we did compound bows primarily. And then I got one. The, my last hog that I got 10 years ago was actually with a crossbow. And that was pretty badass. I'm not going to lie, dude. Really? Dude. I, I, I got to tell you, I was hesitant on using the crossbow. I was hesitant on using the crossbow because I thought it was like, kind of like cheating. But... The bow, my compound bow, the string broke. So they were like, "Well, all we've got left is a crossbow." They said, "Listen, just listen, just sit up there with that." Man, I freaking nailed that thing, and it was—I mean, dude, that thing was badass. I mean, that hog practically went back like a few inches when I hit it. Well, yeah, dude, it was—I mean, I got to tell you, you know, it's—you know, hunting to me, you know, hunting and fishing—they always go hand in hand. And I tell you, you know, we went out there for so many years. And in all those years that we hunted, my dad and I, you know, believe it or not, we actually didn't shoot a ton of stuff. But that was never really hunting. Like, shooting something, honestly, Jeff, was, like, kind of a huge bonus. Right. You know, I, I got to tell you that some of the best memories that I have growing up with my dad were just going out in those woods and hanging out. Yeah. You know, sitting around campfires. Yeah. You know, we'd be riding our, driving our ATVs around through the woods. You know, we'd freaking be, you know, we'd wake up in the morning, we make these big breakfasts. Like, my dad, he used to make, like, three pounds of bacon. <laughs> three pounds of freaking sweet potato hash brown. All right. Three pounds of egg. All right. I mean, and just, it really, that, that for me, I think, it really kind of helped me bond and become as close with my dad as I have. Yeah. Well, I think hunting and fishing are really similar that way. Like, I didn't do a bun any hunting with my dad, but I did so much fishing with him. But I think any time that you can get out and, um, I don't know, get away from everything else and just concentrate on being with the other person with no interruptions and no, I don't know, I like to call it static, you know? The noise. The noise. But, I don't know, you said fishing and hunting go hand in hand. Is that what you meant? Yeah. It's, you know, ultimately, I always, again, I think back to Flip Pallet and Jose Wehebe, when it's, you know, it wasn't always so much about catching the fish. A lot of it was the experience. Dude, are you not, you're not over flipping, are you? Or over wehebe are you? Like, you can watch too much of that stuff. Dude, but it's so addicting, man. So, <laughs> it really is. So you, you think, you, you, you kind of agree, you think you're, you're watching maybe a little bit too much of Flip? No. I, I do a good balance between Walker's Key Chronicles and, and Spanish Fly. And then what, you just go back and forth? Yeah. <laughs> are you watching that old stuff more than you're watching the new stuff? Yeah. You are. I am. And I got, I'm going to be honest with you about something. You know, I, I, I watched the, um, the last episode of Spanish Fly. I don't know if it's, it's, it's called Jose's Last One. And it was the show where literally three hours later, he ended up dying in that plane crash. And I got to tell you, the way that they filmed it, I mean, dude, it, it's a little bit emotional. 
Well, yeah. I, I was die. like, damn, like, you know, you were lucky, and I know you were lucky enough to meet those guys, too. I'm, I'm still hoping one day I can meet Flip. You got to meet him. He may not want to meet you. He might not. But then again, he's he he's a big hog hunter, too. Is, is he out there killing hogs? He is. He actually, he's a passionate hog hunter. And the thing, you know, I got to tell you, another thing that I noticed, too, is, you know, I kind of laugh a little bit because, you know, hog hunting was my passion for many years. And then I kind of got out of it. And then I got into fishing. And I think it's kind of funny that I got into bone fishing now because bonefish, they kind of remind me of wild hogs in a sense. Really? If you notice a wild hog, they root in the in the mud, in the dirt. Oh, they yeah. root up their food. Yeah, yeah. Bonefish yeah. do the same thing. Never thought of that. Isn't that kind of funny? I was thinking about that. I, and, and the thing is, too, it's, you know, wild, because the thing with me is, you know, I'm a little, I guess, rebellious in the sense where I was always kind of thinking to myself, like, I want to target something that the mass majority is not necessarily targeting. Like bonefish. Like, people will catch bonefish, but there's not a huge group of people that bonefish. Same with wild hogs. Like, there's a lot of people that do it, but I feel like there's more people that are into duck hunting um, and deer hunting. Well, obviously, especially duck hunting. That Ducks Unlimited Club is friggin' huge. Dude, I mean, people, I mean, you go on Instagram every day, people are sporting their ducks. Now, are the duck... Ducks Unlimited dudes, I mean, they, they're sporting the piss out of their stickers and they got the hat and everything. Yep. Is that legit or is that kind of like salt lifers? Because well, like, I okay. don't really think the salt life guy is legit. Not all of them. I think the majority of salt life stickers and people that are sporting their salt life stuff. Uh, maybe they think they're salt life or for whatever <coughs> reason they're sporting that thing. But I wouldn't exactly call them legitimate. So the duck hunting dudes, you think that's legit? All right. So look, like duck hunting's cool. I mean, I was gonna say duck hunting's awesome, you know. But the thing that I think is funny is it really took off when Duck Dynasty came on. All of a sudden, everybody became a duck hunter. <laughs> everybody jumped on that, and even my buddy Billy, Chef Billy from Billy's Curbside Grill, hardcore duck hunter. He was hunting ducks long before that. He, and we're going to get him on a podcast too, he will even testify that too, that after Duck Dynasty came out, all of a sudden, everybody was a duck hunter. Yeah, that's not unnormal. No, it's not. You remember the uh, movie, um, The River Runs Through It? Was that Robert Redford? I don't really remember, but they were into fly fishing. Yeah. And it was like a big fly fishing movie. Yep. And, uh, dude, after that movie came out, I mean, there was this huge Are you serious? Phase of... Guys that just wanted to be fly fishermen, identified with being fly fishermen. They, like, you know. Acted like they knew everything there was to know about fly fishing. Got the little Orvis sticker or something. Yeah, not kidding. Really? Yeah, that was way before your time. Yeah, no, that was mid or late 90s, I think, that came out. Something like that. Maybe early 90s even. But anyway, that, I mean, seriously, kind of like what you're talking about with the uh, Duck Dynasty. Yeah. That happened with River Runs Through It. Except the Duck Dynasty, I actually I enjoyed watching the Duck Dynasty uh, episodes. I oh, I did a, too. I watched a piss load of them. And Victoria, when she was growing up as a kid, you know, she would watch them right with me. She liked those guys. Oh yeah, no, they, the show was great. Like I said, I just I think it was kind of interesting how all of a sudden everybody became a duck hunter when that show came out. You know, but hog hunting um, again, a lot of people do it, but I still kind of. I still think it's kind of one of those things where 
it's overshadowed by a lot of other stuff, like bone fishing, you know? So I'm re- I got to tell you, I'm really looking forward to doing that hunt. We're probably going to do it either in January or February. Um, it's probably going to be with a gun this time, though. I'd like to use a shotgun personally. Um, well, mostly because I own a shotgun. I don't own a rifle. Is that what you're but supposed to kill him with a shotgun? You can. It's a little bit more difficult because you have to get closer to him. But the thing is, and this is the interesting thing about a wild hog, if you're quiet enough, you can get very close to a wild hog. There were times, it's not like a deer, where the deer, like, every, senses every little freaking movement. I mean, there were times where I'd be sitting in the stand, and I'd have some smaller hogs that were feeding, and I didn't really, ha- I, I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to shoot a little one like that. Um, so I would just sit there and watch him. But as it would get dark and it'd be time for me to leave, I mean, they'd still be sitting there rooting. So what I would do is I would very quietly walk, come down the ladder. I, I mean, Jeff, I mean, they literally from, from, they were right at my feet. Hmm. And then what I used to do is I kind of would just like go, boo, like kind of spook them and then they'd and take, they take off. off. Yeah. And then I'd walk back to the ATV. You sure those were wild hogs? Yeah. But uh, let me tell you, you can get very, you can really <laughs> sneak up on a hog. Because <clears throat> and people, people got these damn pigs as pets now. Have you ever seen them little freaking um, little I, potbelly pigs? I haven't been around one, but I've seen them online. That Stephen DeCoolis kid that owns Atlantic Bait and Tackle, he's always sporting the heck out of his pig. They're, I'm not going to lie. They're cute as hell. They're, you know, I actually considered getting one at one point. But, it, <laughs> but here's the problem. And this is what stopped me from getting I mean, look, they're cute as hell. What stopped me from getting one is apparently, despite the fact that they're hogs, they don't really like to be outside that much. They actually prefer to be inside, but they were saying that you have to build like like almost like a sandbox in your house because they still like to root. So I'm looking at the parameters of this freaking sandbox, and it was saying it had to be like seven by seven feet, and I'm thinking to myself, like, where am I even going to put that in my house? Really? I'm not even joking. I'm thinking to myself, like, and that was actually the point where I made it, you know, I kind of came to the conclusion very quickly. I said, I ain't getting no pig. I've you never know. seen anybody sport their um, sandbox, though. I've seen them sport the pig online, but no one's ever showed me this. I've never seen the sandbox thing. Well, this was back then. Yeah, I remember back then they were just like, oh, no. They said, you have to build, like, a sandbox for them. And I was like, dude, I said, I ain't building no freaking sandbox that big. So that's why I ended up not getting one. So if you get one of those little pigs for a pet. And then you buy it and you bring it home and everything's good. And then you find out you have to get the sandbox, but you can't get the sandbox. Is it okay to slaughter that pig and eat it? Nah, I think those things a little too cute to slaughter. Can't do that. Nah. So they're on the good list. He's on the good list. Like the turtle. Right. The turtle's on the good list. <laughs> and the no, little, what was it? The cute list, right? The, the, uh, the good list or whatever. But the, So the little pig... That's on the good list. But the big pig, you can shoot them and slaughter them. That big wild hog... If I see him, he's down. <laughs> no, let me tell you. I, this is the interesting thing about me. I got to tell you. Um, you know, I was never one of those hunters that was really into sporting the fact that I, you know, killed something. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, oh, look at all the blood and da da da. I was never like that. I, you know, I was never much of what they call a trophy hunter. I killed because to eat. I, because again, I'm, wild hog is my obsession. I mean, I could go on and on about but how delicious. But this is because you preferred to eat it. Yes. It wasn't like you were dead broke and needed to eat it. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Dad, I wasn't trying to feed the family over here. <laughs> We'd be eating hog for like a month, uh, which would have been fine with me because, I mean, we'd make sausage out of them. 
Again, the sausage. Of course the sausage thing pops Dude, up. Dude, like, let me tell you something. If I get one, the first thing I'm going to have the homeboy at the freaking butcher shop do is he going to make wild hog sausage. <laughs> and we're going to make it on that, their grill over there. And we are going to sport our wild hog sausage. Dude, again, if you do do that, you better send some up to Joe Argento. That's right. Joey, if you're listening to this, listen, I'll send you some wild hog sausage and you send me some soprasada. I think that sounds like a fair trade. He would have sent you the he would have sent you the stuff anyway. The guy's I got know, a heart of gold. I know he's phenomenal. He uh, no, but on a serious note, I got to tell you, it's you you would actually I got to tell you in the next coming couple months you might see a side of me that you've never seen where because now I'm starting to like if you notice I'm getting a little bit hyper now. Right. When my wild hog obsession really kicks in, I mean, dude, I'm like a hog fanatic. Are you a big enough hog fanatic to actually get mud on your truck? Of course, dude. Dude, okay, I am not against getting the truck dirty. I'm just also a big fan of making sure that at a certain point you clean it. You got to take care of your car, man. You got to invest. What do you mean at a certain point? Well, I like, I like, dude, like something that drives me nuts is when I see these people that got like bird shit on the car, the hood of their car, and it stays on there for months. And then they finally wipe it off and it like takes the paint off. Yeah, but like, that, they're shameful. But that, that's bird shit. Of course you should like get that. What about the dude? The ghost hunting. He's into the hunting thing like you're doing. And he gets his, his truck all muddy and shit. And then he sports the mud on his truck for like, I don't know, a week to ten days. Like he'll go to the office with it. Cause, oh, that's fine. I thought you were uh, talking like weeks on end. Well, I'm just saying like that guy's kind of proud that he was out in the mud and that he was, you know, tromping around looking for gators or hogs, whatever he's into. So he leaves the mud on the truck to kind of sport the mud in the truck for a little while before he gets it clean. Yeah, that's fine. I don't think you'd do that. Oh, I would do it. You're way too anal to let the mud stay on the truck that long. Dude, I did it. we did it for like 12 years. Yeah, but that wasn't your truck. That was your dad's truck. Yeah, but it's still like a family thing. So I'm talking about truck. your truck now, the one that you obsess over. The one that's shiny and perfect every time it comes over. Listen, I And every I time I get appreciate. in, it smells like a new truck. That dude. Listen, Mike Lambricks, you just got off the phone with Lambricks before we did this podcast, and I know for a fact that he can appreciate yeah, he's the fact a, that he... Because he's one of those weird anal fuckers like you. Like I mean, every well, time well, he... you got to remember, though. For one, the amount of money that that guy spent on his truck. Oh, but, that would be like... that. Like That's like but, uh, you know, double he, how much I paid for mine. Double, probably Triple. quadruple. <laughs> but if you're going to be the president of the CCA chapter here in Broward County, you've got to have a truck like Lambricks has. Yeah, souped up. But, but I've never seen any mud on his truck. He talks about these hunting trips that he goes on. He goes duck hunting with De- with Sanders. Sanders, yeah. And he talks about he's been out in the Everglades. And then I see his truck, and it's just all shiny, like perfect. I mean, he takes pride. In it. Well, I, I, on a serious note, though, Jeff, I got to tell you, I think the biggest thing with me is, you know, that truck was the first car that I saved up for three years, and I was able to buy you know, brand new. The first truck, the first car I bought brand new. You know what I mean? And I saved up for it. It was a big deal for me. Well, you know, and it's and it's and it, it's it's my baby. Right, well, you know all, what I mean? We're all pretty proud of you. I appreciate that. You man. know, having the new truck and riding around town and looking real nice. <laughs> then you getting out of the truck with that huge smile on your face. <laughs> me, me, and on behalf of the Real Guy Network, we're, we're all real proud of you. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, that's what I live for. <laughs> It made me, let me tell you something. If you think that the smile on my face was big when I got at the truck today, wait till you see me. Well, I mean, you see me when I you know, catch a bonefish. It's pretty damn big. I mean, wait till you see if I get me a hog. Oh, my gosh. And wait till you see when I come over with that hog sausage. 
You know, Busak, I never ever would have um, would have picked you out as a hog hunter. Do like, I should show all you my the, pictures? All like my buddy, well, I believe you. I'm not, I'm not, and I'm sure you're pretty good at it. And you got some good hogs and stuff. But I I'm just, all right. I've always like pictured the hog hunter as like the super redneck. Like he rolls around, he's got on fucking real cowboy boots, <laughs> jeans, like Demler. right? Like uh, jeans in fucking August, you know. Then the, of course, the you know the faded out John Deere hat or Ducks Unlimited hat, and then two, three, four pipples. 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 Because the old rednecks that when I went to high school with, they would go hog hunting. That's the way they were. And they'd have two, three pipples, and then they'd get the pipples on the scent of the hog, let them run out there in the, in the mud and everything. Then they'd chase the dogs who were chasing the hog. They'd corner the hog, and then they'd go in there, and then they'd find creative ways to kill the thing. They usually use a big knife when they get in with the hog. A knife, or they would, like, certain pistols. And then they'd brag about the pistol that they used or the knife that they used or whatever. Dude, I knew a guy that actually used to spear them. Yeah. Is that nuts or what? I, I'm not even joking. Like, I'm talking like a legitimate freaking, like, this thing looked like a blacksmith had, like, the hammer, heating it up, banging it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a legitimate spear and used to spear them. There's a show. There's a fucking show on, like, Discover or something. Where they make uh, big knives and spears and stuff like that. Oh, isn't it on History Channel, I think? Is it History Channel? I think it might be the History Channel. These guys are like really into making weapons to do certain things, and I could see yeah. dudes making a spear to kill a hog. Yeah. No, it's like I said, it was it was my pa- it was my passion for so long too. Like I'm we're talking like twelve, thirteen years. And when we had to give up our hunting camp, you know, I, I gotta tell you, I was really depressed. Like, I was legit, because again, that was, I looked forward, not so much, you know, the killing part, but just being out there in the woods. And when we had to give up that hunting camp, I was really depressed. And then my buddy, uh, Chef Billy, had said to me one day, let's go fishing. And now here we are today. But, you know, hog hunting was, has still kind of always kind of been in, the, in my heart. And, you know, I've got some of the best memories with my dad in particular doing that. You know, and I can think of times where he and I would be sitting in the stand together, and we knew, you know, you know, we, we, we you know, we, the hunt was almost over, and we were like, well, we're probably not going to see hogs, so we would kind of start talking a little bit, and and then we would just start bursting out laughing, and then we really knew that we weren't going to see any any hogs coming in. But so a hog, a hog won't come around if you guys are talking and shit, kind of like a deer. Uh, you could talk, but I mean, you have to be super low, and you can't be laughing up there either, you know. And the thing is, hogs are smart. Hogs are smart, but the thing that I that I kind of thought was cool about the hogs is, you know, like I seen those deer hunters, and they were always like, you know, they were sporting the hell out of their scent lock freaking um, camo gear. Right. First of all, that shit is so hot when you put it on, dude. I mean, I tried and I sweated because the deer and everything, the whole thing is the scent. The thing I loved about hog hunting, it was it was a lot simpler. You know, I mean. You could do. You could eat. You could drink. You could do whatever you wanted in that stand. Mm-hmm. If that hog was hungry, he was hungry. Right. I mean, it didn't. Win, and let me tell you, it didn't matter which way that wind was blowing. <laughs> right. Freaking that wind could have been blowing from behind me, and he would come in from right in front of me. If that thing was hungry, he was coming in. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, and I got to tell you, the thing about hog hunting, you know, I learned a lot of things from. You're that baiting too. them. We're baiting them with chum corn. Okay. And there were some times what I used to do is I would go to a stand and I would dig a hole and I used to put the chum corn down first and then I would take molasses and I would put a layer of molasses and another layer of chum and I basically would layer it up. 
mm-hmm. and then I would cover it with a thin layer of dirt. Man, I tell you what, we'd sit there that night, and then things would come in, and I mean, a hole that was maybe like, maybe six inches across, maybe a foot and a half deep, right. all of a sudden was like a crater. I mean, they smell that stuff. Now the down part, now the downside to doing that though is there were a lot of times we attracted bears. Really? Yes. Oh, I actually, I had a very, we actually had a very close call one time where a bear actually almost tried to come up our, our stand one time, and. Uh, he wanted to come up the stand to get you guys. Well, just he wanted. He, he didn't seem aggressive, but he came over and all of a sudden started to try to climb the ladder. Did you have like a Snickers in your pocket or something? No, it's because my I my brilliant self. We had just set up this area, and I decided to try to get. You know, I was trying to coax the hogs to come in, so I just took the molasses, and I and I went by myself. My dad was setting up the stand, and I did like this big perimeter where I just kept. Like basically doing a big circle of pouring molasses around this big perimeter around the stand to try to get the hogs to come in. Is that legal? Yeah, no, it is. Out there, it was at least. <laughs> but no, because again, you're in the middle of the woods. I mean, in the middle of nowhere. But and uh, it ended up attracting bear, and he ended up trying to come up the stand. A little My black t- bear, though, right? Yeah, black bear. He wasn't that little. He was probably he was at least like two fifty. Really? But he um two fifty, isn't that big for a black bear? No, that's small dude. I saw a bear one time out there, he had to be pushing over five hundred. Really? This thing was across the road in one leap. Really? Oh my gosh. I never to this day I never saw one so big. I mean it, dude, I mean you should have seen the stuff we used to see out there. Oh, you should have seen the pictures. I had black bear I mean I had pictures of black bear, bobcats, gators, turkeys. You see a Florida Panther? My dad did. Your dad saw one? My dad saw one once. I never saw one. Although, I take it back. There was one time I actually think that I might have seen one because I was, I was flying down the road one morning in the ATV after the hunt. And this big freaking thing bolted out in front. Maybe, I want to say about maybe 100 yards ahead of me. And this was before I had my glasses. This is when my vision kind of started taking a little bit of a turn for the worse. So I had a hard time seeing far away. I didn't have contacts or anything. And, but it was like a beige color. And I thought it was a deer at first. And it was just running like just kind of down the middle of the road. And I, I noticed the way that it was running. It was like a cat. But I couldn't see if, if there was a long tail. But it was either a panther or a huge bobcat. Can't count that as a sighting. Yeah, that's what I might have. But as far as I'm concerned, I can't confirm it. And then the other thing that I never <laughs> saw out there that I always wanted to see was a coyote. I never saw a coyote. You know, Chef Joe just moved out to uh, Arizona. I seen that. He got the cactus in his front yard. And he's got coyotes running all over that place. Does he really? Really. We were on the phone the other night bullshitting, and um, you can tell he's, like, totally in awe because he's out in the wilderness now. And uh, you've seen he's out in the wilderness, but he's got a grocery store, like, less than two miles away. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck that works, but yeah. i never been to Arizona, so I'm not saying nothing. But anyway... He was. Uh, we were talking on the phone, and he said these coyotes were racing through the back of his yard. He said they were fast as balls. But um, getting back to the hog thing, let me ask you a question. Hey, let me hear it. What's your take on them fucking hogs out in the Bahamas? You know, when I worked at the airport. Which airport? What, uh, I used to. I used to work on the ramp at Fort Lauderdale Executive Airport. Okay. So I would, you know, I, w- I was a line tech. You know, we'd fuel and tow the planes and everything. I and didn't know that. There's a lot of stuff you don't know about me. Jesus Christ. Go I ahead. was going to say, dude, I was working on the ramp in the heat and the rain and the cold for three years. I loved it, though. I tell you. We, but, we, but where I'm going is we used to have a lot of Bahamian folk come through. Right. 
And they would typically come from Nassau, but also from Freeport. Right. And these dudes from Freeport came in one day, and they had these, these big boxes. And he said, um, oh, yeah, be careful with those. Those are our mounts. And I said, mounts? I said, what kind of mounts? He goes, oh, wild hog. I said, really? And I, like, lit up because, you know, I mean, I was really into hog hunting. He, I, said, I said, would you mind? He goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, so they pop open the box. And sure enough, they got these wild hogs. Right. And they had some nice-sized cutters on them, too. I was like, whoa, like a freaking warthog. And I said to him, I said, now, I said, now where'd you guys get these? He goes, over there in the Bahamas in Freeport. And this, I never knew there was wild hog in, in the Bahamas. So they killed him there and brought him here? To be mounted. Oh, okay. But I was like, hold on a second. I said, y'all have wild hogs in the Bahamas? He goes, yeah. He goes, they don't get as big as the ones that you guys have over here. He goes, but look at those freaking cutters. Now, see, I knew, I knew about the wild hogs because of the... First, With Othnell. Right. When I was very young, Othnell killed that one. But that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about the hogs that got out on these islands. Oh, you're talking about Exuma. Well, Exuma. I don't and then they know, moved I don't, them. I don't know if they were the first ones or whatever, but Exuma, then Eleuthera. Now there's some places off the Abacos. I think Harbor Island. I, I wonder if the fucking hogs are even there anymore. That storm might have blown them all away. Or... Okay, see, this is my take on those. See, those to me... And this again, this is up for debate. I consider those domestic pigs. I don't know why, but I, I don't really see those as wild hogs, right. even though they kind of are. And, and, you know, when you talk about my take, I'm assuming you mean, you know, how I feel about, you know, the fact that they're trying to capitalize on everybody going to play and feed these hogs. Is that what you're kind of asking? Eh, kind of. I mean, I just want to know what, you know, one, if you knew about those hogs. I did. And two, what your take was on those hogs. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. You know, it's, yeah, you know, the little ones, they're, they're cute. You know what I mean? But it's, I think, I think that they need to be careful, dude. Because, again, I spend a lot of time around hogs. I've learned that they're the fifth smartest animal in the world. Right. You know, again, people might not know this, but I actually know quite a bit about hogs. They're da- at the end of the day, they're dangerous. Well, see, that was my thing on it. That was my take on They're those. dangerous. Dude, listen. They're dangerous. No, well, all right. Here, take this scenario, okay? Little island uh, off the coast of friggin' the mainland and the Abacos. They put a bunch of hogs out there. <clears throat> and they basically put the hogs out there so they could... Uh, Reproduce. Yeah, but they really wanted to be able to take tourists out there to feed the hogs. So the tourists now go to multiple locations all through the Bahamas, and they feed the hogs. And the whole family has a good time doing it and shit. And the Bahamas actually advertises now. Like, if you're in the airport, it says Bahamas, and it shows, like, a pig swimming in the ocean. See, that kind of Which, bothers me a little bit. Well, yeah, that's marketing and, you know, kind of like Disney World or a fucking roller coaster ride or whatever. Okay, that's... <clears throat> and so here, here's my take on it. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, this is Bahamas. So very similar to what just happened with the storm that went through the Abacos. So that devastates the place. Now there's hogs out there on that island that aren't getting fed for a couple months. Now some dude and his family go out there with, I don't know, a bag of marshmallows and a couple of little things to feed the hogs. Except ten hogs show up, and they're damn near starving. I got a fucking funny feeling that one of them hogs is going to end up eating somebody, biting somebody, or killing somebody in the, 100%. Near, in the near future. And that's always been my issue with... Uh, Everybody, oh, the hogs in the Bahamas are so cute. It was such a great day. First of all, it's fake. Second of all, it's I'm all for the Bahamians, you know, freaking making money off the tourists. But 
Let's make money off the clean water, the fish, the sharks, all the different gambling, whatever the hell you want to do in the Bahamas. Parasailing. Parasailing, all this stuff. But to create that, knowing... How dangerous they that, are. Well, I mean, I think so. Maybe the Bahamians don't feel that way. I know for... Well, again, it's just... You see, wild hogs are weird because they can be unpredictable at times. Because there's times, like even when we would go... You know, when we go out to our, our out to the woods up by Palmdale, and you know, and they'd see you and they'd take off running, but there was a lot of times that there might be that one big boar hog that would just stand his ground and he would just stare you down, and you didn't know what he was going to do. And there was a few times where we actually had them charge us before, and we had to take off running, and there was never any rhyme to reason like. Did we what did what did we do differently this time that he he wasn't afraid? He was just a badass, maybe. He was just again. They're very unpredictable. Let me tell you a story. Since you brought up the whole hog thing, and you know my 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 mother's side, Southwest Georgia people. Yep. Grew up farming, all that kind of thing. I I might get the name wrong, but they had somebody that worked on the farm. A lady, I think her name was Mimi. Okay. And. Um, one day she was out there feeding the hogs, and they had quite a few, called 15 or so. Okay. And um, they got the area where they feed the hogs, and um, somehow or another she ended up falling in while they were eating. And the hogs ate her hands all the way up, almost to her elbows on both sides. Are you serious? Right, and Mimi lived the rest of her life with no hands because they got eaten. At the farm by the hogs. The thing that people, it's funny that people don't realize is how sharp their teeth are. They, if you look at their teeth are literally like razor blades. It's, it's, it's insane. So, I mean, if he bites you, he's taking a good chunk of skin off. Well, yeah, I think there was a bunch of hogs that, you know, didn't even know they were doing it or whatever. But all I know is Mimi went the rest of her life with no hands because they got eaten. When she was feeding the hogs. You know what's an, I'm, glad that, I'm actually glad that you brought that up, though, because people have said to me, they're like, what are you talking about hog eating meat? They're like, hog don't eat meat. And I said, yeah, they do. We used to have an area out there, uh, we called it, you know, the gut pit. So after we would clean our hogs, we would dump the remains over in the gut pit. Right. And there was actually, there were big hogs that used to go over there, and they would literally just be eating each other. They would be eating their own remains. Dude, they eat their own poop. They they eat their own young. They they do. They're they're aggressive. But but that's, oof. That just sounds gruesome though. What happened to Mimi? Oh yeah. Can you imagine me. that? No. I'm just like, right. You're being serious about that too. Oh, I'm dead serious about it. I mean, I didn't see it personally, but you know, I've did heard, your mom witness it? Yeah, my mom told me the story. Yeah, and you know, I've heard other people in the family talk about it. But um, yeah, hogs are nothing to be messing with. That's why them ones in the Bahamas. Like that's to me that's an accident or a time bomb waiting to happen. Hundred percent. And then you know damn well if it does happen, kind of like shark attacks through the Bahamas, they're gonna try to hush hush. They're not gonna like. They're not gonna like let the news flow. Well, that or they're gonna start being like, oh, you know, all hogs are dangerous. Well, I mean, which all hogs are dangerous, but I wonder if they're gonna try to paint hogs in a bad light the way they do the sharks. I don't know how they could. Now they fucking advertise and win their advertisements. Come to the Bahamas, and it shows a Play fucking with the- <laughs> a fucking hog swimming in crystal clear water. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, that's about as crazy as catching a freaking 200 pound tarpon in the skyline of Miami, as far as the way it appeared. 
I mean, it's just, I, I, my whole thing is of all the fun things you can do in the Bahamas, it's like, that's what you're going to advertise the hog? Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, well, but, I mean? Dude, it's super highly profitable. I mean, think about it. Oh, no, it is. It is, but I'm telling you, dude, like you said, though, I 100% agree with you. That is an accident waiting to happen. Dude, freaking, I, I got to tell you, the, I, I, don't, I don't know if I would ever hunt hog with a bow again. And let me tell you why, because there was a few situations where we had some close calls where we found a hog, and it wasn't dead yet. And, that, and when you're in palmettos, you know, above your head that are like you can barely even move— that's about the most. Da- that's one of the most dangerous uh, situations that you could probably be in. I um, I knew a kid from high school, one of them rednecks I was talking about, that actually had a big scar. I want to say on the backside of his arm, when they were hunting. You know, they were trying to kill the hog, and the hog bit him. Was this St. Thomas or was this in Lauderdale? High? This was Lauderdale. This was Lauderdale, and dude, the rednecks were freaking impressive. You had well, you had you had two sets of rednecks. You had the rednecks from Northeast High School. And you had rednecks from Fort Lauderdale High School. There was a few over at Stranahan High School. But the rednecks at Fort Lauderdale High School and the rednecks at Northeast High School would fight. They, for whatever reason, they pick sides and they would, they would fight each other. <laughs> so it was, always like, it was always like a big day at school when the rednecks and the freaking kids would pull in from Northeast with these trucks. And they were all jacked up and flying flags and everything. And then like they, Lambrix's truck? Yeah, but not a fucking hundred thousand dollar truck. I mean, you know, they were putting them together themselves in their garages and stuff, and then um, you know, or used trucks and that kind of. But they would pull up all at once, and you'd be like, "Up oh, here come the rednecks!" And then they get out and they'd fight, and that was kind of like the high school redneck. But those kids were the ones I was talking about that you know, would go out there and get them. And the one kid got bit, and I saw the scar and everything, and I was just thinking to myself, that, you know, it's basically could have happened to me i guess i could have freaking got bit by a barracuda or a kingfish or a wahoo or something or even a shark i don't catch sharks really so it probably wouldn't gonna well, happen yeah, that's true yeah but you know what i mean but they were harvesting hogs and somebody got bit i could have got bit by a kingfish would you ever um would you ever have a desire to go hog hunting to kill a hog yeah yeah i roll out there i would fucking kill a hog with a wrist rocket a wrist rocket. You know what a wrist rocket is? You explained that to me once. Explain it again, please. <laughs> like, I remember, it, I, like I said, you, you explained it to me, and I kind of was like in such awe. I was kind of like, huh? I can't uh, believe that you got, your millennial generation doesn't know what about wrist rockets. Isn't but, it like a slingshot? It is a slingshot. It's just like, but it's, it, it's aluminum frame, so it's super light. And then they put the big elastic, like the same thing, like an Hawaiian sling yeah. or a spear diving spear. That type of elastic. And then you can, uh, the aluminum frame goes over your forearm. So unlike a regular slingshot, you actually have the force. And then you can aim pretty damn, I mean, you get good with it. Really? And if you take like a marble and shoot a marble out of that thing. You could probably kill somebody. Well, you can put a, you go right through a car door. That's strong? Pretty strong. So anyway, if, if you take me hog hunting. I'm going to go and find out if I can get a fucking real fresh wrist rocket. And you bring the gun, I'll bring the wrist rocket. If I get him, like, between the eyes and I don't kill him, then you can got my back. Then I can get him with the shotgun. Right. I think we need to do that. That could be a video. That could be a video, dude. I I like that. That'd be a good video for these crazy YouTubers. Yeah. These guys that are, like, really into YouTubing. Dude, that'd be totally sensational. We get a million. Dude, we'd probably go viral. Easy. Yeah. We go viral easy, man. Captain no, I, Jeff, 
kills giant hog with wrist rocket. 500 million views. I'd be right up there with the Goliath Grouper dudes. I'd yep. be there with the shark guys and it'd be Captain and Jeff. And the Ray guys, too. The Ray guy, that. And Captain Jeff there with the wrist rocket and the dead hog. That'd be sick. Anyway, Busaka, good luck on the hog hunt. Yeah, man. I was going to say, I'm hoping I'll have something to sport in the next few months. And then... Um, and hopefully uh, some sausage, too. What? Easter? Get sausage in Easter, maybe? When are you going to get the hog? When are you going to harvest it? And when are we going to eat it? My goal is no later than February to do that hunt. i got to talk to Chef Billy because he and I are going to do that. We were originally going to do the quail hunt, but I was like, you know what? I really miss hogs. And again, I really want to. I really want to have one to eat because I haven't eaten one forever. Did I ever tell you that, that my granddaddy and my uncle Benji at the farm had quail? You mentioned. I remember you guys did mention that you did the. Uh, you did the duck hunts. No, I mean we had quail pin, like, pinned up. They would really. Yeah, and um, I, I guess they were. I would guess you would call them hunting camps. But anyway, they would. Uh, these guys would come over and they'd buy the quail live. And they would do a couple things. They'd either stalk them for, like, where they're going to do quail hunts. Or they'd take the eggs. They'd want the quail, and then they'd harvest the eggs. And then the third thing was they'd train their dogs with them. Interesting. So they'd buy the quail, and then they would do one of those three things with them. And I, I learned about that market when I was pretty young. You ever eaten quail? Yeah. It's delicious. It was delicious. It's probably... A very underrated bird. I, to be honest with you, I actually enjoyed eating that more than turkey. You want to hear my want to hear my uh, quail call? Yeah. That's that. <laughs> dude, that's Bob White. That's what. That's Bob White. Yeah, that's the call. So well, I like, tell you what, if I ever do a quail hunt, I'm gonna have to bring you with me then for sure. Well, considering I grew up here in Fort Lauderdale, I mean, I might be damn near useless out there, but I'll go with you and have a good time. And uh, let's I'll, just worry about getting that sausage from the hog. If we do go, if we go hog hunting, I'm gonna go out. I don't even know if they sell this stuff anymore, but I want to get a tobacco plug. You know what a tobacco plug is? A no, plug, what's that? A plug of tobacco? No, what's that? It basically looks like a brownie. And my granddaddy used to have them with him when we'd hang out on his farm. And he'd have a plug of what they called day's work, which was the plug of tobacco. Was like chewing tobacco? Yeah, chewing tobacco. Oh, that's the worst thing for you, dude. Ah, dude. Something's got to kill you. Uh, it didn't kill my granddaddy. My granddaddy got old and died of Alzheimer's. Is that what happened to him? Well, I don't know if the Alzheimer's killed him, but he died when he had it. It was horrible. It was way worse. He, it would have been way better if he would have died from the tobacco. It was that bad? Well, I mean, you grow old, you get senile, and then, you know, it's How a old hor was he? horrible situation. How old was he when he, he passed? He was pushing 80. I think he was 78, 79, maybe. Eh, okay. That was old back then. Hardcore farmer. But anyway, the little plug of day's work. I'm going to break out one of those if we go hog hunting. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what you do if, like, if you're like super redneck or whatever, right? Dude, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna have to show you proper hunting etiquette. I'm gonna learn you something when we go out there. Why you can't spit when you're hog hunting? No, you don't spit tobacco while you're hog hunting. Why not? It looks too commercial. It looks too commercialized, dude. I'm calling Jared Outlaw on this. 
You know Jared Outlaw's. Uh, I love Jared Outlaw. Right. He got his own. He got his own freaking brand. Right. He knows about tobacco and spitting. He does. I'm gonna find out if I can. I'm gonna find out what the etiquette is because I'm not taking your word for it. You went to South Plantation High School. You grew up east of Fort. East. Of, I went to St. Thomas. <laughs> I mean, uh, where the hell are you? You grew up east of US one. Yeah. But how the hell much could you actually know about being a redneck? Dude, do you want me to show you pictures of me back in the day? I want to. You didn't know nothing about day's work or a plug of tobacco. Day's work, yeah, no, I wasn't into chewing tobacco. But all right, what about the leafy style, like Redman and Levi Garrett? Oh. You knew about that, right? <laughs> I do know about that. I didn't do that either. You want to do that too? No, I'm going plug. You going plug? I think you should do Levi Garrett. Oh my gosh, maybe if there's somebody else, if we get Drew, because Drew wants to do a hog hunt too, maybe he can do the, uh, he can do that one. All right. So we'll figure that out, but. Anyways, listen, um, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, listen, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, um, you know, because I know a lot of y'all are hunters, if any of y'all are into hog hunting, uh, listen, uh, shoot me a message on Instagram. DM me, you know, Stephen Busaka on Instagram. I'd really love to hear uh, either some stories or if you got any pictures of some hogs that you killed, send me those too. I'd love to see them. Dude, this is a freaking fishing podcast. Yeah, but a lot of our people are hunters too. You know how bad I wanted to do this episode. <laughs> I've been asking you to do this episode for a long time, and then finally I said, I'm going to do a hog hunt. Well, you know, later now that we've done, this will be like 70-something podcasts now. Yeah. I know I keep saying I'm going to keep track of them, but I'm... We never will, most likely. We never will. 73. I'm rolling with... This is our 73rd episode. Okay. But um, never in a million years did I think um, I'd be able to bullshit about hunting hog oh about hunting in general because i always think fuckers are like me like if somebody that didn't fish gets up and talks for an hour about fishing that doesn't know anything about it i'd be the first one to be like this guy's an asshole so it was always like (laughs) hesitant to do a podcast about hunting and all that kind of thing i know i told you i got you on this one i'm glad that i'm I'm glad though that you kind of came out of your shell you kind of let your guard down a little bit you trusted me I told you I'd get you through this. Yeah, we did good. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for tuning in to The Real Guy Podcast. That's Stephen Busaka, a.k.a. The Shepherd. I'm Captain Jeff. A.k.a. The Hog Hunter. Dude, everybody knows that I'm the Lunker Dog. And thanks for tuning in. This week's podcast was a blast. Run that dog. Run that dog. Run that hog.